Welcome to the Spiritualpreneur Podcast, the go-to podcast for business coaching with a spiritual twist. I'm your host, Haley Kay, award-winning author, human design expert, and intuitive business coach here to help you build, grow, and transcend the business of your dreams. You have valuable gifts to share, and I've made it my mission to help you use them to create the business that was meant for you. In any business, there's gifts and challenges, but with just a little guidance, you can gain the clarity and confidence that you need to succeed. I believe that we're called here to live our life with purpose and fulfill the calling we have in our hearts. So if you're here to create some magic, then come join me as we're about to embark on a life-changing journey of spirituality, business, and success. So let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Spiritualpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Kay, and I have another very special spiritual entrepreneur for you, Tamara Klinger. Tamara, I met through Jesse De Silva, so a previous episode, I did the human design for my coach, Jesse De Silva. We did practical magic together, and I was very curious, listening to Tamara's stories and what she wanted to do in her business, I was really, really curious to look at her human design, so I was really excited about it. Now, before we jump into it, I want to let you guys in on a little secret, something that happened just before I got on this call with her. I swear to you that I thought I had my notes ready. So every one of my calls, I just put together some notes on their human design. I do my own kind of digging. I look at their chart. I do some research and I have my notes together. And I swear I had notes for her. I swear I did them. There was some memory implanted in my brain that that told me that I had them. So when I showed up for the call, I was dead certain that I was ready and prepared and I was excited to get going. And then I looked at my notes and I had nothing, nothing for her, no notes, nothing written down. Now, typically that would have freaked me out. Like I would have in the past, I would have panicked. I would have felt unprepared and then I would have totally thrown off my groove. But something in me said, it's okay. It's okay. You'll be fine. So I didn't even share this with her. I just took a deep breath and I was like, okay, here we go. And I pulled up her human design chart and we started talking. And what you'll hear, which was really interesting, was typically when it comes to manifestors, they have a certain type of strategy. Tamara's a manifester. And so if I had done my pre-work or my pre-research, I would have sat down and wrote you know, what everyone else is sharing and what I've learned about manifestors and their strategy, because every type has a strategy. And so I would have wrote down the manifestor strategy. Now, as we were talking and as I was sharing, I actually got the download to share with her the projector strategy, which is kind of different. I think it's pretty different than the manifestor strategy. So I am excited for you to hear what happens during the episode i was shocked and blown away myself by the things that came through that i like i said i couldn't have pre-planned and it was a really big lesson for me i think in that we can't prepare for everything we can't always have all the details all the notes all the preparation beforehand sometimes things have to just show up in the right timing sometimes things have to come to us when they're meant to come to us and we can't always be prepared and that's okay and like when i was traveling with my sister you know there was so many things that we kept trying to tell ourselves like we need to be prepared we need to be prepared 
But honestly, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it is okay to just go with the flow and see what happens and then go with whatever needs to happen and whatever flows through you and just trust that it's all for the best and highest good. So I can't wait for you guys to jump into this episode and I will see you there. We're recording? Okay. Hey, Tamara. Hi, Haley. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah. So this is exciting. So just to give people a little bit of a background too, Tamara and I are just finishing up a program together. So that's how we met. So we did Practical Magic with Jesse DeSilva. I actually just did Jesse's podcast episode as well. So I'll maybe release them around the same time because I think that'd be cool too. Um, So I know you have been working on your business as we've gone through this Practical Magic course together. So let maybe let's start with, tell me about like before the program, like where you were at and then now where you are now and, and let me know like what you feel like the transformation you've made maybe. Sure. So um, when we started Practical Magic three months ago, I was definitely still kind of coming to terms with the launch part of my business and knowing exactly how that was all going to come together. So it was really, I had all of these scattered ideas and I was having a hard time um, just getting a lot of clarity and um, making them cohesive so that I could actually launch my business. So it was like that, putting the final touches and bringing everything together. And I just couldn't quite do it. And I think as we look at my chart, there's a reason for that. You know, it's, it's, I had a lot of unfinished pieces that were 70 or 80% done, but I just couldn't quite get over that hump. Um, And so for me, it was really understanding how to bring all of that into alignment so that I could just actually move forward and launch my business. Awesome. Yeah. And so maybe tell us a little bit about that, a little bit about now where you are now, which is all, all the pieces that you have brought together. Yeah. So I got to the point where I realized there were things that are not in my zone of genius. And, um, I know that, um, some of the things that, that could come up in my chart have to do with wanting to be a little bit in control. And I had to acknowledge to myself that in order to actually get where I needed to be, maybe I needed to outsource some things to get over that hump, but then also just feeling a lot more comfortable with, I I think what it comes down to is that acknowledgement of where I myself was in alignment with moving forward and where I was out of alignment because there were, there were, there were tasks. It's, it's not that I was resistant to them because I didn't want to do them. It was that it's not something that I'm good at. And so I was, I was struggling to kind of, again, bring those pieces together and finalize things that I, they're just not in my wheelhouse. So I think getting to the point where I felt confident enough to acknowledge that and just say, you know what, it's okay. If I'm going to move forward, not everything needs to be done by me and it can still work. So I think that was like the biggest hump that where I'm at now is being okay with that and knowing that I'm there now. I've done what I needed to do. I've, I've used my, my expertise in a way I know I can. And I've just gotten really real about handing over the rest to some trusted people to help me um, finalize things. 
So if someone wanted to work with you, let's say, what would you tell them? Like, what's your, what's your wheelhouse? What's your zone of genius in your own words? Sure. So um, my background is both corporate training and as an educator. So I am going to be your content queen. If you are struggling to get really focused in on your content planning and development, um, that is, I don't do done for you services, but what I will do is sit down and help work you through your content and teach you the skill sets that educators and trainers use so that your content, um, you've got a really good roadmap, but also that it's educationally sound so that you know that when you are making um, statements to your clients about the journey you can take them on, that you can actually deliver that in the way you intend to deliver it. Instead of saying, this sounds really great and I think I can get them there. No, I'm going to help you finesse that content. And we are going to look at um, making sure you're in alignment in a lot of different ways. But really, that content piece is number one, my wheelhouse. So like the writing of the content or just helping people get really clear on what they're creating. The planning of it. So for example, um, if you were to produce, you know, I know you just finished up a five day or I think it was a five day um, workshop series. If you were like, hey, that did not land the way I thought it was. I thought attendance would be higher. We would actually look at your outline of that who you were trying to attract, and then we would start to make adjustments and tweaks to that so that it would be more engaging in certain ways or it would pull in your audience in a different way in certain ways. It's really using all of those skill sets that I I have from being in academia, which we don't always find in the corporate world, and bringing them into that corporate setting and saying, if I've got people sitting in front of me as my students, I have to engage them in certain ways we don't necessarily know how to do that in the business world. That's not how a lot of people present themselves in the business world. So that's what I'm bringing in is that set of eyes to say, Haley, here's a small tweak, and this is going to increase the, you know, the chat going on or the people asking questions, because that's really my job every day is to get that engagement from maybe people that are semi-engaged. They're, maybe they're interested, but they're they're not really sure what to, to do next with what you're presenting. And so it's honing all of that and bringing it together. Yeah. So like people, they're talking about zone of genius. People have their zone of genius and they know what that is. And then you help them explain not explain it, but almost because sometimes I've noticed people are so good at what they're good at. They have a really hard time telling other people why or how or what. And that's what you That's exactly it. So we've all been um, with those people that you're like, this person has so much knowledge and it's so good. I wish they could figure out how to present it to me in a way that others can digest it. Because that's where the breakdown happens is You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't get it out there to the masses, it's much more difficult for you to be able to help people with that knowledge. And so many of us, that's what we're doing. We want to bring our skills and our our genius to the world, but we don't necessarily have um, all of those ins and outs to organize the content in a way. Um, What often happens, and we've seen this, is people just, they dump everything they know out there. And then they cross their fingers and hope that someone has dug through it and found the thing that will help them. 
And I'm going to clear all that fluff away and help you zero in on this is the important stuff. And then from there, we actually look at figuring out like, what are you building into your programs? What are you giving away for free? How how can you start to differentiate that in the marketplace so that you're really clear about what you are going to share and what you're going to charge for? So it's it's a lot of layers to it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So do you work with people one-on-one or do you mostly- Right one-on-one? now it's, it's a one-to-one offering. Um, so I do VIP experiences where we work one-to-one um, over a six to eight hour period. And there's some onboarding and pre-planning calls that go on. Um, we do like a done with you weekend. So there's that accountability built in that by the end of the weekend, you've checked a lot off your list. I'm not helping you build your content. I'm not the expert in your area of genius, but I am going to help you get it all outlined and organized so that you can really go somewhere with it. And then I also have an online component for um, kind of ongoing support because it's a lot to do in eight hours. And I want people to be able to go back and revisit and um, continue to explore on a deeper level. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Okay. So if anyone's interested in your VIP weekends, we will post the link in the show notes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, going back to my 5J training, I was wondering, do, were you able to make the manifester day? I haven't had a chance to tune in yet because I knew we were going to do this and I didn't want to do anything that would be like undercutting what I knew we would be talking about. So I was like, I'll wait until she talks me through my chart and then I'll go back and and kind of use that as a supportive thing instead of doing it the other way. I kind of wanted to be um, a little dazzled and surprised as we were talking. Oh, cool. Okay. That's fun. That's a fun way of looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So right away, you're a manifester. Um, I won't ruin. Actually, I wasn't even planning on really talking about it because I didn't want to ruin it in case you listen. But to me and listening to like the manifester it's the what I call the visionary. So the manifester is really able to see things, like see through things, but also kind of see past is how I see it. Like see past, almost like past um, where, like where people are, but like see where they want to go. And that's what I'm hearing from you is like, it's like, okay, this is what you want to teach them. This is where we're going. And I can see where you want to go and like cut that time down between where you are and where you want to go and cut away, like you said, all of the fluff and all of the things that are like getting in the way. And like, what does that really look like? Um, the, uh, the other defining feature of a manifester is having a throat defined throat center and then, um, what I call like channel or a circuit that connects the throat center to one of the motor centers. And so yours, your your throat connects to the heart, what I call the heart center, also call the value center. So really explaining to people what their value is. And that's exactly what you said. And so this is a channel that really helps to express people where their value is, because you're right. A lot of people have a really hard time explaining their value and explaining what it is they're good at and explaining why it's important for people to listen. And so that is a really key thing is that you have this ability to just like speak that out loud. Also in that channel. So this is channel 4521. This is what's known as like 
well, gate 45, am I saying this right yet? Gate 45 is like the queen or like the king or queen kind of. And, and so really understanding that this is an energy that you can embody of being like a leader, like a leader in this area, in your wheelhouse, but also like in ways that you're not even expecting right now, that you're not even seeing right now. Um, to really own that you're a leader is what I'm hearing, to really own it and allow it to kind of show itself to you. So it's almost that that kind of energy of like fake it till you make it. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. I know what you mean, yes. Um cuz when you're it's like an embodiment thing is what I'm hearing. Like what you really want to be doing right now is embodying the fact that you're a leader and um if there how are like ways of doing that are like I just see I just see like just allow the crown to be put on your head. <laughs> just see it like as an image, you know, like just allow that and own that energy. Because sometimes what happens when we know that we're leaders, like when we know, and again, this happens, it's like we almost have to explain to people. And this is a problem that I feel like manifestors in general face, that they feel like they constantly have to be explaining themselves because they have so much throat energy. It actually comes pretty naturally and doesn't, it feels okay, but it can be exhausting and it can be a waste of your energy. If you feel like you're always just trying to explain and explain and explain and explain instead, just kind of own it, like take your power back, own it that you know, and you know, without a shadow of a doubt that you can see things that other people can't and there's another reason why because of your other channel which I'll talk about in a second but like you know things that and you have insight into things that other people don't and you have to use your authority again we'll talk about that in a minute use your authority to discern to be very discerning about who you are trying to quote unquote explain yourself to um, your strategy as a manifester is, um, okay, I'm hearing waiting for the invitation, but waiting for the invitation is really a projector strategy. So why are you saying it? Because apparently this is important for you too. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm, I'm channeling this. My ego brain or my knowledge brain would be like, oh no, waiting for the invitation is a projector and Tamara is not a projector. But in this case, they want you to try this strategy out and use it and and try the wait for the invitation because the problem with the always trying to explain it and like it's like burning out your energy and it's not being utilized in the best way. So when you, you what projectors, what I tell the projectors is to, you know, share what you know in tidbits wherever, like, oh, I learned this thing. I can package that in a little um, Instagram comment, or I can show up live and just like talk about it. The more you just share these little tidbits, that's when people will start noticing and taking notice and coming to you. And that is when you want to explain. And that makes a lot of sense to me because this is an area that I've I've struggled with. If I explain too much, it almost suggests that I'm not confident when that's not the issue, but it's how people perceive it. And I end up undermining myself, but I'm not... Um, I, I definitely feel that I was raised by generators who've conditioned me to behave as a generator. And so this idea of informing 
is not something I've learned to embody yet. So when I try to inform, I almost come in with this really big, aggressive energy that's off-putting to people. So the idea of the small tidbits and then waiting for the ask for more information, that does actually feel like a good middle ground as I'm moving towards better embodiment, I guess. Right. You're right. Inform and initiate. So that's typically the manifestor strategy. And that makes perfect sense now that I'm here, like hearing why I, I said that, because yeah, if you're used to like generators who have no throat energy <laughs> and you're just like informing, informing, and they're just like, I don't know what you mean. Plus the fact that you can see into things that your generator parents were definitely not right. And trying to explain to them all the time, no wonder you've been conditioned to like, almost like hold back a little bit. And so, yeah, using that waiting for the invitation, it's not to hold you back. It's not to not tell you not to speak up and not to share. It's to still do that in pieces, but really allowing being discerning about who you then launch into your insight with so you just said something really interesting and that was that i feel that i have to explain because i forget how you phrased it but that i'm not always understood and if i'm visionary and i'm like a step ahead of where other people are there are literally times where I think to myself, I know I'm speaking English. I know that, like, what am I not, how am I not communicating? I know I'm not a bad communicator. And I feel like everyone's just kind of like, what are you even talking about? So what you're telling me is that's actually part of my design. Yes. That so that will happen to me. Yes. You have the channel that connects your third eye to your throat. So, um, the channel is called in, I call it like insights and breakthrough at gate 43. I actually talk about this a lot in my training in the projector day. So I'm actually hearing maybe it's better for you to listen to projector day on day five. Okay. <laughs> um, because gate 43 is this gate of insight and then it connects to the throat, which is the, the gate, I think 23 of the gate of breakthrough. And so this is about really sharing those insights so that people, aka, have these breakthroughs. Um, you have this deeper insight into things that people who don't have gate 43 don't necessarily have access to and because it's your full channel you can explain it in a way that will make sense but yes again you want to make sure that they're ready ready to hear it because if somebody's not or they're in denial or they're being clouded by their ego it's not going to land necessarily and like you said it's not because you don't speak their language it's just that they may not be ready and so the universe will do what it needs to to almost like prepare people for what you bring to them so that when they're ready and then you come, they can come to that interaction more unshielded and on, um, cause it, it really is oftentimes it's a shield, like it's protection mechanism. And if you're telling them something and you're like, this could make it better and they're not ready to hear it, they're just, their defenses go up. Right. Right. So allowing them to kind of come to that way. And like, you can see things and just the fact that like you seeing them sometimes is enough to help them and you don't necessarily have to ex ex fully express it but you need to express yourself okay like don't because that you're not always sharing with people you need to find ways to express yourself because you are 
a manifester with a lot of throat energy and two channels, one connecting your motor center and one connecting this third eye. So you need to find ways to express yourself. Um, one thing I always thought, like listening to you talk is like, do you use Oracle cards or tarot mm -hmm. cards I or do. anything like that? Like, oh, yeah, that's cards, such, yeah. such a good tool to really work on like practicing, um, with yourself, like using them to see into things for yourself. And that's really how I've come to be able to do readings for other people is like, I'll get a deck and I'll use it on myself like crazy and almost like learn the language of it. And then I'm able to help other people. Um, I don't think enough people share that they have this ability, honestly. And it probably is because people who aren't ready for it or people you may have shared it at some point and been right and been not the word i'm hearing is like reject it feels like rejection is essentially yeah. what it feels like <clears throat> yeah i would say that that's that's very fair you know it's when you you almost what i've discovered in a little that i understand about being a manifester is um, it was very healing to me when I, when someone, you know, said, oh, you're a manifester. And this is like the, the general of what it means. I've, I've, again, I haven't talked about gates or anything, but that big energy that goes with manifestors is not something everyone's prepared for. And so it's, it's been a lot of unlearning my, me dimming myself so that others around me would feel comfortable and, so even to inform, that's a really challenging thing because it's it's me being asked to step back into big energy that I've literally been taught is not well received by others. And so I've been conditioned to not be in that place. And it's like opening up the floodgates again and going, here I am, and figuring out how to navigate that authentically for myself. So that's why I'm kind of excited we're talking so I can get that that layer of insight that I just don't know how to navigate that. Like, I, I understand I have to do it, but I don't necessarily know how. Hmm. Um, the sharing the tidbits, definitely. Mm -hmm. Finding ways to share tidbits. Um, I don't know if you already, like, have social media platforms. Definitely just, like, they're just, like, little things that once you start and then you lean into your intuition, you'll just know, you know, your intuition will be, like, like sometimes mine is like posted on Instagram or go record that podcast episode. Do you have a podcast? I don't know. Oh, that's, that's been my theme of the day. The people that I have attracted to me today all have been podcast related. So <laughs> not surprising that, but it's true. Like with all this throat energy that you have, it makes sense. You want to talk, right? You want to talk, yes. you have the ability to talk. And so podcasting is such a great way to do that because you get you get to talk, but then you also have this kind of like um, gold mine, like this like arsenal of information that you can send people to, you know, and as, and then as you start sharing the little tidbits and people are like, hey, I'd really like to learn more about that. Oh, cool. Check out episode five of my podcast. And then if you have any more questions, let me know, because not only is that a good tool so that you're not like just like using your energy to always explain the same things. It's a great tool to have because you are going to want to move on to other things, right? Sure. As you learn something and you explain it and then you move on to other things to you want to be able to still send people back. But then also it's like when people can see 
other people commit to something like people who commit to a podcast and commit to the message in their podcast that just shows that they're committed to whatever it is that their podcast is about then they're committed to whatever it is they're trying to sell to if that makes sense it makes perfect sense yeah and like if people can hear you and be in your energy of your podcast episode and they're not you know rejecting you in that sense right i know rejecting is a hard, harsh word but it's like go ahead well, there is something to this because i know that people respond to me better in conversation versus if i just type something up and put it out there there is mm -hmm. a different energy behind it which with such a defined throat center that would make sense then yeah yeah and you can just use that and you can just do it all the time. It's just like, it's just words are just coming out of your mouth. Like, cause of that, that motor center, that's the cool thing about man manifestors is having that connection to the, the motor centers. The motor centers are what like keeps you running. Right. Um, and keeps that throat going. So that's cool. Me on the other hand, I have an open throat center. Um, I have a podcast. Yes. But I knew going into this idea of having a, it was actually one of the reasons I was really for a long time, like putting a podcast on the back burner and like kind of denying that inner nudge to do it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to talk all the time. I don't have the energy all the time to talk. Honestly, there are definitely days where I would just much prefer to not talk at all. But when I realized like, I actually like want to talk to people and bring people on. And that is when I realized like, oh, that's what I'm going to do in my podcast. I'm going to have conversations and that will help me because when I'm around someone like you with a lot of throat energy, I have no problem talking. Right, right. <laughs> like I can pick up on that and tap into that. But then probably after this episode, I'm probably not going to talk <laughs> for a while. Right. Um, so it was like made me nervous. But when I realized that and that's such the beauty of human design is like, especially in business, I've noticed it just has this really cool way of connecting these things that show people like where their skills are, what they're good at, what they can rely on, you know, because I can't rely on my throat all the time because it is so undefined. And so knowing which energy centers are undefined for you is knowing like how and when you need to maybe use energy that's outside of yourself. Like crystals is one way to bring an energy from outside of yourself, knowing the people who are in your life, like what their human design is and who, like what resources they have that you can tap into, like those kinds of things where you can know the tools that if you can't necessarily rely on that coming from internally, you can rely on someone else. But then on the flip side, if you know what you have internally that you can rely on, that is what you want to be putting into your business. And that is what you want to be sharing with people. And that is what you know time and time again, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter who's in your life, that you can tap into those strengths and they're going to shine through. And that's what you want to put into. This is what I'm good at. This is how I help time and time again. This is where, you know, this is the transformation I'm going to take you through because I know I'm good at it. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's what you just said. I haven't heard anyone say before which is use recognizing that because I have so many open centers on my chart, I have so many open centers, um, that being very strategic, that because this is, this is not consistent energy for me, 
um, I don't have those motor centers that I pull that from external sources, that I have those people in my life. I never really thought about being strategic in that way to say, okay, this is this is what I know I can do. But when I have other things, this is how I can build that that supportive network around me to help me so I can feel more consistent and reliable in my day-to-day energy. That's and then me. on the flip side of that, the open energy centers are also a gift because they're you're able to use them to be empathetic and pick up on what's going on with the people that you're working with or what's going on, you know, with your loved ones or your family and things like that. You're able to tap into what's going on there and then you can use your insight into it. That makes a lot of sense as well, because I know the open centers, my understanding is that's where you're amplifying others energy, which would make sense. If I've got a, a defined throat, you've got an open throat, of course you're feeling good right now because you can just amplify how open my or how defined my throat is. But yeah, there's a price to pay on the other end when we're done talking, right? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It goes both ways. And so it's not so much to get caught up on like, oh, I have this or I have this or I have, you know, it's like, okay, I have this. Now what? Like, what do I do with it? Right. 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 I love that. And so your authority is important for you. So it's kind of leaving it to the end, but it's like, this is important. <laughs> um, because because you, how it works is like the solar plexus area is the emotional authority. Like if you have that highlighted, you have an emotional authority. I have an emotional authority. If you don't have your solar plexus highlighted, then and you have your sacral and you have a sacral authority. If neither of those are defined and you have the spleen area, then you're a splenic authority. But you have none of those. It's all defined. You have the what in human design they call the ego center. But I find that confusing when I talk about the ego center. To me, it's like the chakra system. The green is that heart center. It's the green color of the heart. And so I call it the heart center. And then the higher heart is the G center in human design. So that's how I differentiate the two. Um, you have the ego center. And so you have an they call it ego authority. I'm going to call it heart authority. And honestly, I like that better. Just the way I like to explain it. Heart authority is straight up just following your heart. Like you need to tap into your heart and what's guiding you and what feels good in to you. And that's such an important part too. Like if you've been, which a lot of us are conditioned to listen to our parents or listen to the adults and listen to what other people tell us to do. And we've been conditioned to just rely on other people to tell us what we want that you can't do that with your heart authority, your heart authority, truly how you have to be comfortable enough to be like, this is what I want. And then as a manifester talking it out, and so finding something who's totally willing to listen to you talk things out and talk about what you want specifically, because you're also going to have certain people in your life who aren't going to want to listen to what you want because they're going to find ways to tell you that, oh, that's not possible. And, oh, you don't want to do that because of blah, blah, blah. I'm just sorry. I'm making fun of people, but. <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's, a, it's a true story, right? And it's really it's really been an interesting journey to kind of navigate who you like, because what you're describing, you are describing me. If you are someone in my life, you know, 
I'm going to call. I just need you to ask me a few pointed questions and then just let me talk it through. Let me figure out what it is I want. Um, but it can be devastating when that person says, nope, you don't want that. That's not right. Because it it's, it's, I won't use the word rejection, but it's almost this like, you're wrong in wanting these things. When in fact, they're, they're trying to give me this like reality check. And it's like, I've already thought through that. I don't need the reality check. I just need to now talk through. I want this and I'm going to make this happen. Right. So those people are actually reflecting back to you, your, mm, what's the word you're trying to get me to say? Almost doubt. Right. Mm. Because you are calling because you want confirmation and they're reflecting back to you, your self doubt. So if you just start from the place of like, if I want it, I'm going to get it. And that's that queen energy I was talking about. If I want it, I'm going to get it. I'm a queen. I'm the queen of my life. I get to decide. I get to decide what I want. And then finding, um, I don't know how you feel about journaling, but like scripting exercises, like just totally just writing it out as if it's already happening, but just getting clear on it, just being like, okay, so today I decided that I want to have two clients. One of them is going to show up super easily and tell me this and pay me this amount. And the other one's going to do this and, and whatever. And you just kind of, but if it feels better to like talk it out, finding people who you can just say to them, like, Hey, I'm just going to talk about, talk about this. That is going to happen. I don't need your opinion and I don't need to say anything back to me. I'm just going to tell you how it is. And they'll just be like, okay, you know, but it's, it's funny that you say that because I've been thinking a lot about when I do manifest something, it really is that situation where I'm like, I mean, you can think whatever you want, Haley. I'm telling you, this is just the way it's going to be. And you don't have to believe me, but I'm a hundred percent sure And that is for me, the quickest way, like it can happen within hours. It can happen overnight because I'm so sure that nothing you say is even going to shake me. I'm truly, I think in that connected informing place where I'm like, no, I'm just telling you, this is the way it's going to be. And anything less than that is where this other funkiness comes in at times. Mm -hmm. So that makes perfect sense to me, what you're suggesting. I love the idea of kind of scripting it out and then let me ask you this because of the throat chakra being so defined even if i script it out it would seem that it's like scripting isn't enough it's like i speak it into existence is that a true statement like it's not enough for me to just kind of think it through and be like i believe this it's almost like i need to state it out loud and maybe that's me telling the story (laughs) yeah you tell you tell yourself whatever feels better, you know, like if it feels good to write and you're good with that, cool. If you're at the point where you're like, I'm not writing things fast enough and I need to talk faster. (laughs) You could do that too, right? Like it really has to feel, you really have to feel into it because, and if you're feeling like, eh, then you're not there yet. Right. And you haven't gotten yourself excited about it. Like if you're just talent, like you're writing, like I said, two people and you're like, Uh, two doesn't feel that great then feel into that and be like okay who and that's why having a coach is so great and like especially someone like jesse she was really good at this is like really questioning 
do you really think that, do you really want that? You know, like I would say something and she would call me on it. And that's one of the reasons I really like her. And a lot of people kind of hesitate actually away from coaches because of that, because people are still in hiding. But for you, like, I think you're at a good point now where you don't, you, you can have someone really like find someone who can really call you out on stuff like that and be like, does that feel really good to you actually, Tamara? Do you actually want that to you? And you're just like, and those kinds of questions will help you. So in your head center, mm-hmm. you actually have the gate of questions, which like you said, it just helps you. And so if you have somebody who, um, or even just like asking yourself questions or, you know, either way, whatever, like I said, feels better to you having someone ask them or to really dig in and really like really get you to the point like yes that feels right that feels like it'll click right it'll just click and you'll be like yep that's what i'm creating and that's that's good and that's exactly how it happens is you know i've had friends in the past that are really skilled and that's that's exactly how it plays out is they'll ask that one question and it stops me in my track and then all of a sudden it's like thank you i've been circling and i couldn't get there and we just pinpointed what I was trying to get to. And I'm like, I'm good now. I know what I need to know. And I love those types of conversations. That that lights me up when that happens. I, I kind of love it when people kind of call me out a little bit. Like I, like you said, with Jesse, it's kind of the, the, is that really? Are you sure? What I'm hearing you say is this, but is this what you're meaning to say? And I just, I love it when someone like can just zip on through that and go, here it is. Let me just ask the pointed question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something you actually do bring to your business as well. That's something that people can get from you is, and um, I mean, you can explain that better than me, but to put that in like your copy or in how you explain your business, like you want me to cut through your fluff, like you said it even at the beginning, but like really explaining that to people because um, I think people realize that they do that, but they don't always know how to get through that, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, like you said, some people know like, oh, it didn't land the way I wanted it to land. Why? You know, what are you hiding it behind? Something exactly. Like and And I think that that is that is part of it right is um we just generally speaking have been at least i have i don't want to speak for anyone else but it's it's almost like we need to ease our way in sometimes and we've taught to kind of circle the we've been taught to circle the issue we've been taught to kind of make the case before we just do the ask and um it's you know it's a very feminine energy that that gets brought in when we do it that way but yeah, we have to we have to learn how to cut through that and and yeah, oh I love this conversation. Yeah. And be clear. Yeah, be yeah. clear. Like a lot of people need that. And if that is like they don't it sound what are you trying to get me to say here? It's like it's funny because we were just saying how you feel like you have to explain yourself, right? But that's ultimately been your lesson and it's Mm -hmm. ultimately the lesson that you're bringing to this is like you don't want to explain yeah Yeah, you don't want to have to explain you just want to be clear you just want to go straight to the point get right to it it and and how does that get like people's attention like you want right 
Right. You're right. Because that's something that I have had to learn. So I myself am wise now in that area in a way that because I've had to learn how to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was almost like part of your journey to get you to this key piece. Just to me, it's just like a key piece of your whole puzzle. And but it was like part of the journey that you had to go on to get to here. And now it's like part it's like a key message that you share it's not your only message but it is a key one right right that makes a lot of sense i love that thank you Haley. you're welcome do you have any questions about anything or um was the the gate 43 was that the other big one you wanted to talk about i know when we started you said 45 to 21 was 43 the other big one that you wanted to share yeah yeah, those are your two channels. So your channel 45 to 21, that connects your throat to your heart. And then you have 43, 23, it connects your third eye to your throat. And then you also have gate 20, I'm just noticing. So gate 20, um, on day four, I talk about this gate 20 to 34. That channel 20 to 34 is the gate of charisma. And so you have um, 20, which is the gate of unity. And unity in a in that sense of like your voice is meant to unify people around a message. And sometimes because you don't have 34, you don't have gate uh, gate 34 is the gate of power. So you can sometimes feel like your message isn't generating because you don't have the sacral energy isn't generating the power that you need. And so um, finding either someone with gate 34 or um, working with orange crystals will help to generate that power that you need to get your message to really give it that, mm, you know, <laughs> right, right. And, and you're absolutely right. Sometimes I'm like, that was so good. And no one is like biting. No one's responding in a way that I'm like, I thought that would land differently. There was something really there that was going to like, people were going to get it and it was going to, it was going to make connections and then nothing. Mm -hmm. so that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it, it, I'm seeing it's like it's not rooting, it's not landing the way because you yeah. have all of your um, the, the the three chakras that are like the root, the sacral and the solar plexus are the, the physical chakras, the ones that bring things down into physical reality. Those are all undefined. And so that's why bringing all this down here can feel mm -hmm. inconsistent to you. It does. It really does. Yes. So that makes a lot of sense. Would you suggest specifically orange stones because of that connection to gate 34 or any of those grounding crystals? Grounding crystals, orange crystals, yellow crystals, <laughs> all of the fiery crystals. Um, you got it. Yeah. Crystals. And then also like finding people like I'm just putting myself out there. I have all of my motor centers are defined. And so I've been, as I've been sharing my program and, and my message recently is like, I've realized that I help people who are really stuck up here, bring things down and put them into physical form. Like that's one of my gifts. Um, because yeah, I'm 
that's where all my defined energy is. So I'm all open up here. And right, all right. down there. <laughs> so we're opposites. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's a good match in human design, right? Is some of that opposite because we're filling each other's gaps then. Yeah. I shouldn't say gaps because it's not a gap, but you know. Yeah. I mean. It's like, yeah. And that's why like, it's good to have different partnerships and different friendships and different, right? Because you connect different energies with those people. And yeah, exactly. And so if you have like, that's one of the reasons why I think my boyfriend and I are great is because I have all of the, my lower centers defined and all of his upper centers defined. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like you can come together and like comp compliment. That's a good word. That's the word. Yeah. Each other. It's yeah. so funny that you say that though, because it's even making me realize with my human design chart, like I'm the person, I don't have a friend group. I have a friend over here and a friend over there, but they're, they meet different needs for me. So naturally what I've done is I've basically attracted to myself, the people that we kind of do that complimentary thing in certain areas, but my friends don't all know one another. They never have. But that makes sense to me now because for me, I'm I'm essentially doing what you're suggesting with them is I'm taking, you know, this person I get this from and this person I, I don't want to say get that from because I'm I'm giving as well, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, another um that I just realized what I talk about this on day four as well as with this like gate 2034 that I was just talking about. You have gate 20. Um finding uh, and I, I do give you examples, the singers who have this channel. So a couple to know are like Katy Perry, um, Janet Jackson and Miley Cyrus were the three that I put in the, in my slides have this channel. And so having a playlist with their songs, um, and like though that so then like that kind of powerful energy you can you can just you can use music that i guess what i'm trying to say music oh. is another way that you can tap into energy um you don't have to go look up every single singer's chart although it'd probably be fun to do that uh but knowing um those songs that really get you that generator like powerful kind of energy so it's, it's sounding like what you're suggesting is to, because I don't have that full connection and that gate 34 falls in one of my open centers, what I'm trying to do is amplify someone who does have the gate 34 so that I can tap into that energy. Well said. So much better than I could have said that. <laughs> okay. I'm with you now. Did I just illustrate everything you've been saying? That's perfect. No, that way, like, oh man, I love that so much. Yeah, the the open centers, it amplifies. You're right. So like, even though, and there are times when, um, so like, I also talk about this, the, the moon cycle, and this is mm -hmm. good for it, the, the moon cycle for manifestors, because with a lot of openness, we are affected by the light of the moon, right? So as the moon waxes, we feel more powerful. And then as the moon wanes, our energy drops, like because we're amplifying that energy that's going on. And so wherever the moon is, so if the moon, 
um, the moon's going to be Aries tomorrow, you're going to yeah. feel yourself amplifying that Aries energy a little bit more. But we're at the new moon, so the moon's at its lowest right now. So of all the times in the month, your energy is probably at its lowest right now. And then it, you're nodding. I'm just saying to the podcast, she's nodding a lot. So no, this, this makes a ton of sense. So I, I actually, um, um, I've got some stuff on business astrology and part of my program. And I, I track where the moon is and it's more, um, like even in like what sign it's in and how I'm amplifying the energies of those signs on a regular basis. And, but I didn't really see it that way. I was more like, oh, you know, today the moon's in Pisces and I, it's, it's, it's not a highly charged energy for me. I struggle when the moon is in Pisces. I'm really excited for the moon to get to Aries, but I never thought about it with regard to how human design impacts that. And that because I have so much open, everything's going to be amplified in maybe a different way than someone who has more defined centers than I do. So there's like a layer here that I wasn't recognizing that explains so much more than I even had realized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And learning like what each sign, that energy that's coming through. And so that's what I really want to do with this planner that my friend Angela and I have created is like, so, you know, these are the energies that are coming up. You know, yes. and so you can take advantage of that and be like, like you said, I know the moon's going to be in Aries and I'm going to use that as that's my like warrior. And like, I'm not surprised you like that energy because you have that like leader initiation warrior energy that gets amplified when Aries is in um, wherever the moon is, whenever the moon is in Aries. Yeah. And also right now the sun is in Aries, Aries. So it's like that double whammy, right? Um, but then learning like, Oh, when it's in Pisces, I feel like this. And why? Why is that an important energy? And how can I use that? What is good in my business? So what I've learned is when the moon is in Cancer for me, because I'm a Pisces, um, and learning how to navigate like masculine and feminine energies, the moon in Cancer is a very feminine, very feminine. Because when the moon is a like a more feminine emotional energy and then cancer is a emotional feminine energy so they like again double whammy that's when i know that's the time for me to get really into my feminine and do a lot of like reflective work and meditation and like those things and then when the moon comes back into a fire sign or like a more masculine feeling sign that's when i'm like okay now is when i'm gonna write my stuff now is when i'm gonna take the action and create that and so working with that um, the flow of the universal energy is so powerful. That that's so interesting because that's what I've really been trying to tune into is not just how I feel in those signs, but how can I kind of go with the flow of those signs and know. And so like, I know, like I get really excited when the moon's going to be in Capricorn because I get so much done. I love Capricorn energy. I don't know why I have, I don't really have a lot of Capricorn in my astrological chart, but boy, there's something about that energy that just works for me. Um, maybe it's because it's that earthy energy and I'm an earth sign. And so it just works, but there are certain signs, throw me an air sign. I can't, I can't do anything, but <laughs> you know, I will figure it out. Right. So, <laughs> so I love that. I love that. Where, where do we find your planner, Haley? 
yeah, I can send you the link. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, we're just starting our Q2 um, right now. So it's perfect timing. We're going into Q2. So we're actually, I'm finishing up the details and we should have it out to people by the first, like April 1st. And then you'll oh, have exciting. the planner. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, so yeah. what else do I need to know that I haven't asked? Um, from my chart, because this was really helpful just to understand those few gates um, so that that I can start bringing some of this together. Um, those were the important ones that stood out to me just to like give you the information now. Because, um, yeah, like you said, lots of openness and then your your channels were really important. So actually this is what I'm doing in my program with people is going into each one specifically and like really digging into what's going on in there. Cause if you have open ones, what happens is it also acts like a sponge, right. And kind of like sponge picks up on what's and like amplifying and then picking up. So things can get interesting. Let's say right. in there things can come up. Some limiting beliefs can get stuck there. Like, and so my program is really working with people going through each one, each center to figure out what's going on in there. And then the defined energy, like how to use that to your advantage and how then how they all work together and, and what that means for your business and how that energy is like complimenting you and complimenting your business because your business is a relationship, right? Like anything else, it's your energetic right. relationship to it. And so really digging into well, what's that relationship look like? How is it benefiting you? Where's the struggles? What's going on in there? Um, and then, yeah, helping people to like create something that really utilizes all this. So it's like a key piece of your business that you can lean on moving forward. Cause I think that's super important. Yeah. I love that because I think this is this is where people get stuck. Like you said, limiting beliefs get in your system and they're maybe not even yours, but you've sponged them in through some of these centers. And then you get caught up in all of that openness that you can't actually capitalize on the gifts that you do have in your chart. So I love that you're going to bring people through this in such a guided way that they'll be able to step forward and and do their thing, you know, and, and do it in a way that feels very natural to them because it's completely in line with how they were designed to energetically behave and, and interact with the world. And so I think that that is so valuable because so many people out there are getting caught up in, this is what everyone says I should do. This is the way you have to run a business. And I mean, as people who care about human design and are into it, we know that's just not true. You get to do it in a way that feels genuine and in alignment with yourself and when you can use your chart and you can rely on kind of the knowledge base that's here and use that as the foundation to build from and know that that there's um, there's stuff behind this that's research, that it's proven like this this is better than following someone else's suggestion of how to do something because well it worked for them well you're not them you might have a completely different chart and then you feel bad because it didn't work for you right so i just love the guidance that you're going to be able to give to people with this thank you you're welcome see you said it better than i could <laughs> wow you were doing just fine you were doing just fine uh, thank you <laughs> 
Thank you so much. This is so wonderful. I'm so excited to have all of this information and start kind of wading through it, doing some journaling. Um, this was just really good suggestions for, you know, I think anyone who's a manifester, right, is going to be able to, even if they have different gates and different whatnot, there's still really good, like, this is a great way to tap into some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yay. Well, thank you, Tamara. Thank you, Haley. I really enjoyed being here. You're welcome. I'm so glad you could come. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Yay. Yay. Oh, my God. That was awesome. I learned so much. Um, I, like, legitimately, it never occurred to me, like, so this is the dumbest thing because like everyone says like thank you for listening if you'd like to learn more about today's guests you can find their links and contact information in the show notes below you can also find me Haley k on instagram at Haley k coaching or grab your copy of the spiritualpreneur planner and sign up for my email list where you'll be kept in the know on upcoming episodes exciting events and bonus resources to help you grow your spiritual business. Did you love this episode? Please be sure to like, subscribe, and write a review so we can spread this information to more spiritual printers like you. See you next time!